Aloha from Hawaii. My name is Vagabond, and I am Bald Jesus number one on the Bald Jesus Discord server. Uh, currently, we're doing our first voice chat, and while we haven't done this before, it's a little hard to coordinate people because I am here in beautiful Hawaii where we have perfect weather, but we're on the complete opposite side of the planet from everyone else, um, which makes it difficult. I see Slender Man. Bald Jesus has just joined. Hopefully you can hear me and uh, feel free to say something if you want. I think I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yes. Let me uh, turn up the volume a little bit here so I can hear you better. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Uh, Really good. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here in Hawaii. It's um, you know, it's it's 10 a.m. here. I think what it's probably eight thirty, eight o'clock, nine o'clock there, wherever you are. It's yeah, it's nine o'clock here in the Highlands of Scotland, and it's raining. And ah, well, you know, I I love the Highlands. I've spent a little bit of time there, not enough, but um, beautiful country you're in. So sorry, it's, it's raining though. I would love to see it. Standard practice. I would love to say I've spent time in Hawaii, but that would be a lie. Are you originally from there? Uh, not originally, no. I grew up in uh, Southern California and uh, lived in the Pacific Northwest for a while. And finally, I just thought, what am I doing? I should be living in paradise, and it's only a flight away, so I came here. And, uh, you know, it hasn't always been easy, but it's been, it's been a pretty awesome journey so far. I see that Invisible Ball Jesus is listening to us now, which is kind of awesome. Um, I don't think he has a mic, yeah. though, at this point. He's listening to us all the way from Jamaica. <laughs> I think I think from now on, until we hear his voice, we're just going to have to assume that he is an old Jamaican woman. Absolutely. We're going to have to assume he was the fifth uh, bobslayer from Cool Runnings. Nice, nice. I like it. Well, hey, um, you've been in, involved with Bald Jesus Collective from right at the beginning of it, um, and you're one of the Bald Jesus artists, obviously. Um, you've got the Slenderman Bald Jesus um, handle. Um, what do you What do you think of Bald Jesus so far? I like it. Um, I think it's one of those projects that no matter what enga- or level of engagement you have with NFTs and crypto or whatever, however you found your way to it, it absolutely holds your uh, attention. Um, I think it's a project that because it promotes inclusivity and everybody to be a part of it, it there's very few projects like that at the moment. That's what I've kind of seen too. And, and also there's sort of this like, there's this barrier to entry that's like, oh, I'm not a good enough artist or I'm not a good enough coder or I'm not, you know, a good enough like crypto analyst or banker that that has always sort of bothered me. And it seems like it seems like there should be an easier way for people to be involved. So you, you kind of nailed it. That's that's sort of the defining purpose of the entire bald Jesus. I, I think we can call it a movement, the bald Jesus movement. <laughs> I think I think uh, I think movement's a good word before somebody goes ahead and slaps the word cult or something on it. But movement's good. No, but I I, I mean I, I openly admit to being not the most proficient with say crypto or coding or NFT. I mean my journey into it all only started relatively recently. Um, but I think 
if this had been the first thing that I'd ever stumbled upon, it would have been a, a great way to to come in and meet lots of people and to feel part of something. You know, so many of the other projects, you're on the outside looking in, and the only real way to to be a part of it out with joining the Discord is to kind of buy your way in, buy an NFT or things like that. Whereas this is the first project that I've certainly seen where you're you're part of its creation, you're involved in its direction one way or another. Yeah, as far as I can tell, it's the only project that allows people to become involved by, you know, arting their way in. Um, you don't have to pay any money to, to be part of Bald Jesus. Exactly. Now, you, you said something really funny because um, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this, this call. And we're, we're going to do more of these calls, um, these voice chats um, in the future. But you mentioned before someone slaps the bald Jesus cult on us. Um, now, this is, this is what I'm thinking. is So, Invisible Bald Jesus mentioned this morning that uh, that's already been done. There's already been people that have said we're, we're a cult, a religious cult. Um, so, I think we should just go for it, man. I think uh, I've been looking into... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous, but you need, to be, you need to be really careful where you go with this sentence. I'm just saying right now. I, I know, and, and I'm going to put it on the on the web, so it's going to be there. But I think we should go ahead and incorporate as an actual religion. Uh, you know, just like the flying spaghetti monster is done, just like uh, the religion of Bob Dobbs, the the cult of the subgenius, just like Dudism, which is based on the Big Lebowski. I think. I think if they're going to call us a cult, we might as well just like be like, yes, we are. Now we'd like to be tax exempt as well. Yep. We'll call ourselves the cult of inclusivity. I like it. And, and then push for heavy tax breaks. <laughs> now, I don't know how it works in um, the UK and Scotland, but um, do religious organizations also get tax breaks there? Um, I'll be honest, up until this moment, it's not something I've ever researched. However, I think moving forward, it's definitely something to look into. That's, it's awesome. And, you know, I think uh, <laughs> I, I think it might be the right way to go. Um, so we had this, this weird experience this morning, and um, or I had this weird experience this morning. I say we because it sort of affects us all. Um, recently, there was this... There was a project several months ago that for many of us, myself included, it was our first venture into buying NFTs on Ethereum. Um, it was called the Pirate Treasure Booty Club, which is kind of a stupid name. But if you know anything about NFTs, that's that's kind of how the Pirate Treasure – that's kind of how NFTs work. They're sort of stupid and also revolutionary. Um, so I got involved in this and as did a bunch of other people and the developers of this project kind of – pulled the rug out from underneath. It's called rugging, for those who are listening and don't know. Uh, they pulled the rug, which means they, they essentially took the money and they just went quiet. There's there's what's called a hard rug, which a hard rug is where they take the money and they delete the Discord and just disappear and you never get anything. And then you've got the soft rug, which is what they did, which they just they collected the money and then they just basically stopped paying attention and uh, being involved. Okay, so that was the Pirate Treasure Booty Club, and all these people that got screwed in the deal, like me, we started talking about like, hey, we should do a mutiny. We're pirates, so we should totally do this mutiny. And uh, so I said, hey, come to the Bald Jesus um, Collective server, and we can use a channel there, and we can do this mutiny, organize it there, or whatever. 
some people were into that. Some people were like, no, we think you're trying to promote your own project. And I was, I was like, duh, yeah, I'm trying to promote our project, um, which is a project of inclusivity and which is also your project if you choose for it to be. And so they got a, they got a little bothered by that. And then uh, they wanted everything to consolidate into one channel. And I've done some organizing in the past. So I thought, man, this is kind of – it's kind of ridiculous to have all of our eggs in one basket if we're going to do this mutiny thing. So we'll keep the pirate, um, pirate mutineer channel on our server and take part in the other. And on our server, I, I tend to just say what I feel <laughs> or think. And I said that a couple – a couple of these guys are, are dicks. Like they were, they were dicks. And so I was just like, hey, this guy and this guy, um, they joined and left and that's fine because I felt like they were dicks. Somebody screenshotted that, sent it to them, and I got kicked out of the mutiny. <laughs> the, <laughs> the other okay. mutiny. Now, not only that, uh, apparently they were so offended by, um, by me calling them dicks that they also started um, reporting my Twitter account as a bot account. And this is, I, it took me a while to figure out this was what going, was going on. But the past couple of days, my Twitter account just keeps getting flagged, keeps getting flagged. And that's what's going on. They're like, oh, screw you, bald Jesus. Um, so there we are. So um, I don't think it was someone who was offended by the idea of bald Jesus. I think they were just offended that I called them dicks and control freaks. I think what you're going to find is that when uh, people's feelings are hurt for whatever reason, they're going to try and reach out to something you're emotionally invested in as well. And obviously that's, that's the bald Jesus project. Um, and so rather than take a shot at you directly, you know, they're then going to try and impact on something that you're putting your kind of your time and interest into. Um, as is sadly often the way, you know, rather than just say, call you a dick back and leave it where it is. You know, some people feel so offended that they have to try and go these kind of clandestine tactics to try and gain some sort of retribution. Yeah. And, you know, retribution is always it's always a mixed bag. It might feel good in the moment, but it, you know, it rarely doesn't impact the person who does it. Now, that being said, I should point out that I was I was so pissed off at these guys that I went ahead. They had posted their code. So I copied their code for their mutiny and just posted it on the pirate server this morning. And I was like, OK, you guys want to kick me out of your group and not answer my questions as to why? Great. Here's the code that you're going to use to do your mutiny. Um, and I basically gave it to the pirates, um, the original pirates, but that's kind of a dick move, but I'll own it. Um, it's okay. Yeah. You just, I think, um, you know, that's the thing, you know, as much as we talk about kind of NFTs being funny and silly and they are ultimately when people start to invest both their money and then also their time and their interest, then there is a, you know, a vested interest. And so when you get people doing a rug pull or rugging or whatever it's called, you know, people have to then be cognizant of that clearly people who were invested on whatever level are going to be upset about it, you know? Yeah, for sure. 
you know, and and this is the thing. I mean, uh, just just for everybody or anyone who might be listening, I mean, the the number one rule in all of this stuff is this is literally the Wild West. This is literally where um, regulation hasn't been invented yet because most of this shit is only three or four months old. So never, never, never invest more than you can afford to lose in any project. And when you lose it, I mean, just like Invisible Ball Jesus is just, he's not on the mic with us, but he's hes in the text chat. And, you know, he's saying that um, yesterday he had a rug pulled on him and lost 200 bucks. Um, you know, and that sucks. It, it really sucks to have that sort of a thing done to you. But if you're going to play around in this space, you have to know that it's a possibility. And so don't put in more than you can handle losing, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think you would mind me saying, but Invisible Ball Jesus has been one of the people who's been kind of instrumental in kind of showing me the kind of NFT and crypto world. You know, the little that I do know is very much as a direct result of him taking the time to show me. And he kind of gave me some core tenets right back at the start. And one of them was, if you're worried about losing the money you've invested, then you're clearly investing money you can't afford to lose. And I thought, you know, he worded it really well and that kind of comes into it. And it's not that people, you know, people will still be disappointed when they get rug pulls and stuff. But if you're if you're gambling more than you can afford to lose on, like you say, Wild West type investments, then, you know, you, you really need to take a step back and kind of consider your approach a bit better. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, I've uh, this last week trying to get the energy flowing again into the bald Jesus collective has been a little bit hard because I was gone for three weeks and you know, when, when you start something and then you, you bail for a couple weeks, I mean, I was, I was present, but I wasn't able to dedicate lots of time and energy like I usually do to this. Um, and what happened is sort of the energy level died down. Our, uh, my like, co-founder with this, he's just sort of disappeared from the server. I'm not sure what happened to him. And, um, also, our uh, our staff, our our moderators, a lot of them seem to have just like faded into the woodworks. And so I'm working hard to get all these folks back on. Um, but, you know, we may have to sort of start from zero again with the Bald Jesus Collective. But the good news is the Bald Jesus art is all minted on the blockchain and it can never go away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. First and foremost, you know, the artwork and the, the kind of the concept and the, a lot of the kind of emotion that went into it when it first started will always remain. And those of us who were a part of that will understand, you know, where all this stuff was coming from. I think certainly what I've found with kind of the NFT world is it's a microcosm for the real world. And in the kind of real world, people's attention span to things is, is ever diminishing. And I yeah. think NFTs are the same, you know, they irrespective, they come out with a bang and people are all in and, and they love the kind of passion of it. And then suddenly there's the new shiny toy that appears. And then on top of that, perhaps life gets in the way a bit, whether it be vacation or work or family drama. And then, you know, just before you know it, you just, you just slip that couple of degrees further from where you were when you started it all, you know? Yep. Yeah, without a doubt. That's um, well said. And, you know, also, I, I just want to say that, like, you repeating Invisible Bald Jesus' advice, you, you stated that incredibly well. And I'm sure he stated it incredibly well, but that's that's worth repeating. Could you say that one more time? Uh, what, in relation to the money that you invest? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
so he had said to me that if you're worried about the money that you've invested in different projects, then you've clearly invested more than you can afford to lose. So that you need to take a step back. And I thought that was really telling. You know, it was. I mean, I think he even worded it better than that. But it was basically it was so succinct. It was like if you're putting in more money, or you're worried about the money you've put in, then you've clearly overstretched yourself. That's something you shouldn't do. You know. Yep, and and it's really. Really well said. Now, I have to admit that I initially getting involved in crypto, I had nothing, and I definitely, <laughs> I definitely spent money that I didn't have, and I got really lucky, and I didn't lose that money. But um, you know, I knew it was a gamble, and if I had lost it, I wouldn't have cried myself to sleep too much, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Now. So this is something that um, – so a lot of us are involved in the Doctor Who Worlds Apart um, card game, which is an NFT game that's that's going to come and hopefully it's going to blow everything else out of the water. Um, but on that, on that Discord channel, there's a guy named Private Spaghetti um, and Private Spaghetti is – I've watched this guy go from like – um, zero to hero in the past three months. And it's been humbling to watch how good he's been doing at this stuff. Um, but he actually, um, he actually, I posted some stuff, uh, not too long ago that was sort of as bald Jesus stuff is when I posted anywhere, it was sort of self promotional, um, towards bald Jesus. And he was like, Oh, that's classic bald Jesus with the self promotion. And I love the fact that, like, among people who know it, this project is already classic in some ways. But it got me to thinking about, okay, classic bald Jesus is shilling yourself. And then with the whole cult and religion thing, I thought, you know what? We should make the fundamental tenet of um, of the bald Jesus cult uh, is thou shalt shill. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and there's a oh yeah, hundred percent. Thou shalt shell, shell out Netflix and shell. You can take it whatever way you want. You know? <laughs> Netflix and shell, and and you can have a picture of bald bald Jesus sitting on the couch with his phone. Well, there you go. That's your next piece of artwork. <laughs> I, I I hereby authorize you to commission it to make it happen. Ah, thanks, Slenderman. You know, um, so. So on that on that line, um, I started doing something while I was in Washington State. Like I have I have a friend who owns a marijuana company, and I was like, "Hey, Bald Jesus would be a great brand name for a marijuana strain." Um, and she's actually she's considering it. She's considering like so licensing Bald Jesus. And I was like, "Look, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be involved in the marijuana business, but I'd like to license it to you and have you pay us." Every time that you use bald Jesus or you sell bald Jesus. And and so then I started thinking like we could do that with every product in the world. And so I did a couple of NFTs. I did bald Jesus beer, bald Jesus American soap. We could probably do bald Jesus shaving club, um, you know, and we could just shill the hell out of everything with bald Jesus and then sell those NFTs to people that want to use them for their branding. 
absolutely. I mean, the thing is, you know, it's like uh, Spaghetti said, and again, I, I, I've only spoke to Spaghetti or, or seen his things a few, a few times, but yeah, he, he clearly knows the stuff in the, in the digital world. But, you know, every project is looking to shill itself. You know, at what point does become advertisement become over promotion? You know, there's no set boundaries on this, especially like you say, because the NFT world is the wild west. So it's, there's no such thing as shameless promotion when you're pushing towards digital projects. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. I think um, I think Bald Jesus could become the new Red Bull. You know, Red Bull started out as just a drink. Now we've got they've got a Formula One team. They've got we call it football. But you got you know soccer teams. Yeah. They've got people. We've got Felix Baumgartner jumping from space. You know. So and that all started with kind of quite rudimentary over-promotional adverts that they used to put on TV. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, I remember, um, you know, I'm dating myself here, but back in in 2001, I was in Thailand, and um, I was sitting on this rooftop bar, and somebody introduced me to this, like, Thai drink called Red Bull. And I was like, oh, this is good. And then watching Red Bull explode like that, you know, like all the way to, like you said, football stadiums and Felix Baumgartner, like... Yeah, it's astounding. So, yeah, why not? We should shill it. Absolutely. I mean, again, I think when Red Bull started, they, you know, ever thought one day they would have one of the top Formula One teams in the world, all the way down to the soapbox race to being the name of two soccer teams and stuff like that. So, it's it's all about where people want the project to go and what i mean by that is it's it's supply and demand red bull established itself as a brand and and stretched out and people were receptive to it you know that's astounding i didn't realize that they were in the names of two uh football teams and so there's a, a team in austria um called red bull salzburg and then there's a team in Germany called Red Bull Leipzig. And both times they kind of stepped in and bought teams lower down or who are in some financial trouble and have now built them up to be one of the top teams in those respective leagues. We should do it. That's that's what I was hoping to do with the Pirate Treasure uh, Booty Club, Was in a way. I was kind of hoping to like step into a project that was failing and that was like you know it's it's fans essentially were like floundering and wondering where to go and i wanted us to step in there and to sort of turn it around and create something that would be awesome um but i like the idea of us forming a team in this way um like you, you just posted we should form a team well that was in reply to invisible ball jesus talking about the the red bull cart racing soapbox race i don't know if you've seen this before it's huge in europe no, I haven't seen, seen this. It. Oh no, this is what he's talking about. You need to you need to familiarize yourself with this. This looks like a great day. Alcohol has absolutely got to be involved though. Um, <laughs> and basically as is different teams form up, create little soapbox racer, racers and try and get down the hill as fast as they can. We you score points for originality and creativity with your team, you you're normally allowed an introduction, dance and stuff like that. So that's what he's talking about. Oh my god, we have to do that. Like, can you just imagine the, the, the bald Jesus racing team? Absolutely. I mean, again, you know, that's going to garner attention no matter which way you look at it. And that's kind of the way – I mean, I know that there's religious people 
uh, my mom being one of them, who are like, why are you taking the piss on Jesus? And it's like, look, we like Jesus. Jesus is great. We just like Jesus without hair. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most least convincing argument you could have said to a religious person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I guess it's not too important to me to uh, to convince religious people that we're okay. I think I think that's a losing argument, no matter how we go about it. So we should probably just have fun with it. No, I think how I view it is is that people assume that we are trying to associate with the kind of religious ideology or not we've just used the name jesus the same as there are countless people in the world who either have the first name or the surname jesus or jesus or whatever you know however their pronunciation is of it so at no point throughout this project has it been oh hey we're an offshoot of this mainstream religion except our deity is you know follically challenged it's no this is just <laughs> the name and the concept that we've associated to a movement you know and if people erroneously decide to think that we are somehow impacting upon religion then that's down to their misinterpretation you know i totally totally agree you know um so here's a funny story my given name is christopher um and you know everyone always shortens it to chris uh i've had friends that that shorten their name to Christos or Topher. Um, and um, I go by Christopher typically, but there was a period in my life where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shorten my name down to Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T. Um, and it, it was actually hilarious because, you know, when you write that, people only say C-H-R-I-S-T one way. And it was great to be able to be like, oh, no, it's Christ. Um but, you know, I'd like order a burrito at some place and they'd be like, I've got a uh, potato burrito for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. So that's the same thing. It, you know, it's it's how people interpret it. And I think that lends to the whole concept of the bald Jesus cult is that you draw your bald Jesus however you want, minus hair, obviously. But... Other than that, it's it's who you want it to be. You know, we've all had to go writing our own stories as to who we think bald Jesus is and what his backstory is. And the truth is, there's no there's no wrong answers. Every answer is right because it's it's for everybody. Now, I would extrapolate that a step further and say, sure, that's what religion's supposed to be for everybody and all about inclusion. But that's a landmine I'm not prepared to step on so early in the evening. You know. Gotcha. Um, you know, and. I I think I think you're a hundred percent right on that, and you're also a hundred percent right that there's really only one requirement for bald Jesus, and that's that he's bald. There's only there's only been one bald Jesus that I rejected. It was by uh, Funa Station, who like you know was instrumental in in founding the project with us, and um, and he he did one that had an afro, and I was like, oh. No, no, he has to be bald, obviously. And he was like, it's a, it's a wig. And I was like, well, you got to say that it's a wig then. And um, so that's that's the only one that got got rejected was the, the Afro bald Jesus. I think he knew what he was doing. He was definitely pushing boundaries there. He knew straight <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> you know, this is the world we live in. Sometimes you got to push those boundaries, give bald Jesus an Afro. I love how that we consider the, the boundary pushing wasn't to name the initiative Bald Jesus, but to go, how dare he not be bald? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. 
Um, hey, so while we're here, it's just just you and me and Invisible Bald Jesus being invisible but listening. Um, just quite fitting, actually. It sort of he's playing to his moniker. It sort of is. Um, do you have any questions for me about the Bald Jesus um, Collective or the Bald Jesus Project in general? Anything that you wondered about that you'd like to throw out there? Sure. I think the one main question is, you know, when did the idea first hit you? What was your what was your thought process? Was there was there like that one epiphanal moment that kind of like the clouds parted and sun shone down? Or was it just something that just came to you in a kind of obscure moment? Okay, so there's there's a couple of different levels to this answer. Uh, the first level is that um, several years ago, I, I've been a domainer for a long time. And it's, it was one of those things sort of like NFTs that at one point you could buy a domain. And if it was a good enough domain, you could flip it and make money with it. So I, I got sort okay. of addicted to buying domains. And a few years ago... I don't remember what it was that um, that led me to it, but you know, sometimes I'll like think of a funny domain and I'll just type it in and be like, "I wonder what's at that thing." And I typed in "bald Jesus" and it didn't exist. Um, so I went to Google Domains and I was like, "I'm buying that right now," um, and it just sat for several years. And then uh, after I invested, so my entry point to NFTs uh, was the Doctor Who Worlds Apart Discord. Um, and and sort of not just the discord but that whole ecosystem and then from there i uh i'd already been involved in crypto and i had a friend that was like oh you got to get involved in this punks comic stuff which i did but i didn't listen to him when he was like you got to buy some apes i fucking should have bought some apes what is wrong with me um so i didn't i didn't buy an ape but i saw the pirate treasure booty club and i was like oh that's cool that's gonna you know everybody loves pirates i'm gonna get involved in that so so I got involved in that, and then I—that's the point that we started seeing this whole PFP or profile picture um, NFT, ten thousand auto-generated avatar projects just exploding. And I was watching all these projects explode. You know, I was like, I thought apes were kind of stupid when I first saw them. I thought pirates were kind of stupid when I first saw them, but kind of funny. Um, and then there was all the other stuff, the you know, the cool cats and the um, the gutter cats, the the my fucking pickles and so i saw all this shit and i was like you know i've got all these domains i should just fucking build an avatar project and just like see what happens and so so i was like okay i'm gonna build a ten thousand avatar project and i posted it on the doctor who discord and was like hey i'm gonna build this project who wants to be involved and i think it was invisible ball jesus and funa station they were like they were like that's awesome let's do it and we sort of came together and and started making it um, you know, now the third level of this is I've always been a little bit of an anarchist or a lot of an anarchist, actually. Um, you know, I, I've, I like a lot of socialist ideals, not the kind of socialism where you have like Stalin in charge of everything, but the kind of socialism where everybody decides together more anarchist socialism. Um, and so my thought in building this was like, let's fucking build the perfect, um, collaborative collective project that is completely inclusive and allows everybody to be a part and have an equal say and hopefully everybody to make some money, um, you know, to do fun things with. So that was my, I thought said it was going to be two part, but my three part answer to your, your fairly easy question. I think I made it complex. It wasn't 
didn't complex though because I, I really liked the fact that there was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know so I didn't know about domaining and flipping domains I didn't know that was a thing so that's something new that I've learned but I like what you said about um, you know I get you use the phrase anarchist and again what with it being bald Jesus that's a phrase that can be misinterpreted but I like to kind of think of it as this is one of the the few NFT if not the only NFT project that kind of promotes centralism it doesn't matter if you're in it to make money if you're in it to collect if you're um, you know uh, religious or whatever it's a kind of unified station where people can come in and kind of just enjoy themselves and be inclusive and and, and really have a say in the direction of it awesome I'm glad that came through. I definitely did. I remember. Uh, so again, like you said, it was a invisible ball. Jesus, it kind of, um, kind of brought me into to the the cult. Um, with the again, he he brings some wonderfully succinct but poignant lines. He sent me a, a private message on Discord with the one line: "Can you draw?" question mark And just left it as that. <laughs> Instantly, he had full attention. I don't know what's about to happen here, but it's going to be awesome. I got to say, he is one of my favorite old bald Jamaican women on the planet. (laughs) 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 He he, he, honestly, he should, ever you needed somebody to be able to garner attention to anything with his few, like in one line, Invisible Ball Jesus is the absolute king and or queen of doing that. You just get this one line off him out of the blue, this one random message, and you're just like, I don't know what this is, but I've got my full attention. I know, and the pressure's on him right now. <laughs> he's like, he's listening going, oh, what do I say now? <laughs> All the way from Kingston town. Ah, is it Kingston, Ontario? Kingston, Jamaica? Kingston, Washington? Is there a Kingston? There's got to be a Kingston in the UK, I- huh? Yeah, I'm just starting to think perhaps he's just like an international spy. He's a man of mystery. And we'll just never know. That's that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Now we know. The, 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 uh, now we know. <laughs> the truth has been revealed. Um, yep. Well, I don't I don't have much more, Slender Man. Do you got it? Do you got anything? Um, I, you know, I know you said that you were you're thinking about putting this out as a podcast, so I think I'll kind of close with some shilling, I suppose, but yeah. for the collective or for the cult or whatever you want to call it, is that you know, if you if you're listening to this and you you know, let this be a kind of, you know, a kind of beacon for you in terms of the NFT, the crypto world. You know, you've got guy from the middle of nowhere in Scotland who four months ago could barely could barely operate a laptop. Know, is now drawing art for NFT projects, and you've got a guy from Hawaii who randomly had a, a domain name, and from it has created a whole kind of NFT cult. I suppose it's just a calling that if you're interested, and if you've got time and you want to be involved in something, then come on board, grab a grab a pen or pencil, and uh, show us your artwork. Absolutely, come join us. Um, and remember, uh, God is powerful, but Jesus shaves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Slenderman, bald Jesus, invisible bald Jesus. Aloha to you and aloha to anyone who may listen to this now or in the future.
Welcome to Bald Jesus Voice Chat. This is a semi-regular chat with people who love Bald Jesus. We hope you're one of them. Join us at baldjesus.com. This has been an episode of Bald Jesus Voice Chat. Join us at baldjesus.com and join our Discord at revolutionarty.com. That's revolutionarty.com. Aloha.